Now boarding for Rebuild of Joycast, your weekly destination for anime, manga, and more. New year, new podcast. How's it going, Val? How's it going, you big sexy boy? Oh, I'm doing great, man. You know, got back from work, and I'm looking forward to talking about some anime at the end of the week with my buddy. Mm-hmm, yeah, we record this at the end of the week, but when you guys get this, it'll be like, I'm hoping the beginning of the next week, so it's not hopefully too far behind, but I think we need to kind of reel things back in. We, this is like a double reboot, is what we're doing right now. We've <laughs> right. taken the Brandon f- branding from our old podcast, Joycast, but we've taken the structure of last year's live stream YouTube show we had, Saturday Jump, and now we've combined them to a new podcast, Rebuild of Joycast. And uh, I think I think this week, instead of what we usually do, I mean, we it's usually just us, just you know, you and me, just shooting the shit. Talk about our favorite anime and manga, but I think this week we need to uh, just kind of like reintroduce ourselves if we catch a new audience here, and just kind of like what 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 who we are, what we're into, how we met, stuff like that. So let's kind of start with that. Like, who are we, Val? Introduce yourself. Uh, I am Valentine Stokes. I am a professional voice actor. Uh, I would say still a bit green around the gills, but, you know, I- I'm working my way through things as I go. And I have the pleasure of meeting as Ivan. As far as NDAs allow <laughs> us to, to say. And I met Ivan uh, back in 2016 when he approached me for uh, voicing in the My Hero Academia Bridge as All Might, actually. Which I'm still very proud of what I did on there even though the character is now sadly retired. You see, the, 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 the character is sadly retired, but he keeps showing up <laughs> in stuff. Because we because we can't quit the character, because I can't quit you. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I, I have done voiceovers for um, companies such as Rooster Teeth in Death Battle back in 2017. I voiced Ace in Natsu Dragneel versus uh, Polkisty Ace, which... Uh, one Piece is one of my favorites, and I believe recently Ivan's favorites. Uh, is that right? How is One Piece going? We'll get into that later. And I've also uh, voiced in anime such as Dragon Ghost House Hunting and Full Dive, where I'm kind of proud to say I got to share a scene with Johnny Young Bosch, even if it was as a nameless thief who gets his hand cut off. Kind of a, a milestone for me, getting a voice with a... How do I put it? Uh, definitely someone I look up to. Who are you, though, Ivan? Well, before that, I mean, you talk about doing your work with Rooster Teeth. You're in Ruby as well, mm. motherfucker. Goddamn, I forget. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm just getting into so many things lately. I, I forget. That's just the it's way all it popping happens. off at once. <laughs> Again, as NDAs allow, there's bigger, there's bigger things on the horizon. Yeah, for sure. And it's like, you know, we, we literally talked about this. It was like, yeah, yeah, you're, you're in uh, Ruby. It's like, oh shit, yes, I was. But, yeah, no, I also voiced Ambrosius in uh, Season 8, Episode 12 of Ruby. Another really big miles of stone for me that I hit in 2020, but the episode only came out in 2021 due to delays. And that was, ooh, that was a long way. That was, ooh, something, I had to sit on that for so long. One of the hardest things as voice actors, it isn't acting, it isn't getting to the, into characters. It is sitting on them NDAs, isn't it, Ivan? It is. Mm. But please. Oh, I also voice Zib in Lackadaisy Cats, if any of you are familiar with that. Um, a comic that I 
grew up reading. Not a furry. I just like the aesthetic and the beautiful art done by Tracy Butler. Please check her out. She does amazing work. And, um... You're a furry. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um... I, I, I'm, that, that's, once again, another milestone I hit in 2020. God, when I think about it, now that you've put me on the spot and asked me to, like, talk about these things, holy shit, I've hit, I hit so many milestones in 2020, an arguably very tumultuous year for everyone, including myself in many ways. <laughs> but please, talk about yourself, Ivan. Talk about myself, I'm Ivan Leroy. I am the president and CEO of Joyride Entertainment. The very network this podcast is on. I'm a man of many hats. I'm a writer. I'm a director. I do a little bit of voice work. Not much. No, nothing Nothing to brag about like Val can. Honestly, you, you, you don't give yourself enough credit. I think you have a very good voice. And I think you're a good actor. Thank you. But most importantly, and what I'm most proud of, at least what's published right now, is, the as Val mentioned how we met, our Abridged series. Our anime parodies on YouTube, on the Joyo Entertainment YouTube channels such as My Hero Alternative and Dr. Stone Abridged, among many others. But what I'm also the most proud of coming up soon is my first published original manga, Paramedic, that we are getting so close to completion. And I, I cannot wait to share it, but unfortunately, even though I own the property, still NDAs cover a lot of things I cannot speak about yet. <laughs> even on my own shit, man. <laughs> um, but yeah. That's it for us, and then you and I, as you mentioned, we met working on a parody, and we have just been best bros ever since. Mm. So much like so that we now like to monetize our friendship in the <laughs> podcast. That's how you take your relationship to the next level, folks. Damn right. I was gonna say, I, I still like to think about the fact of where I came from versus where I feel, where I definitely feel like I'm going, steadily but surely. Exactly. So that's who we are. What do we like, Val? Like I said, like, li like literally this podcast, well, it, it was briefly, it was like one episode of a podcast, the old Joycast. Mm -hmm. Then it became a live show called Saturday Jump, where we discussed anime manga. It's literally, this show is literally just you, our private conversations. You and I used to just meet for what I call tea time once a week, <laughs> where we just sit and just talk for hours about just manga and anime. Because that's New just what releases, you and I love. What we were watching. Yeah. And it's so funny that now since then, we are now actively involved in those industries. So <laughs> it's sure. like we were fans, now we were fans, appreciators, and now we contribute to the medium. <laughs> so that's kind of how, that's kind of like the niche, the kind of the hook of our show here, folks. We're not just a fans and appreciators, we're also insiders. We are very young creatives who are literally breaking in as we speak. So we have some very interesting perspectives on the things that we love, because we're also a part of them. Um, but yeah, like now, let's say we talk about who we are. What's the kind of anime and manga you like, Val? Ooh, I I like as you loaded know, question. You know very you you know very well. I like I like shonen, but uh, I've definitely moved more into like the the appreciating seinen, uh, more mature dark stories and whatnot recently. As you know, in as in the previous podcast, we had a, a nice little thing that I really enjoyed, and I, I we both did, we both did, Manga Rochambeau, where we really got some insight into what each of us really enjoyed reading, essentially. And uh, we even found some new favorites in those. I believe for you, it was um, 
Oh, the name always eludes me. Can you remind me what it was? You read the uh, whole Yokohama Tadashi? Yes, Yokohama Tadashi. That's it. I believe that was a new favorite of yours that I recommended yes, you. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we because should mention, if you guys are curious about what we're talking about, this thing called Sat Jump, head on over to our second YouTube channel, Joyride Plus. We've archived every episode of Saturday Jump, where, as Valis talked about, that's that's kind of the prototype for this show, where we also had a lot of mini games within the show, like Manga Rochambeau, which I do believe at some point... We gotta bring it back. We haven't known it yet because we established recently a, a Rochambeau truce, a manga truce, because we're me and Val are tired of warring with each other. Uh, he we, was just, we just, we just want to be friends again for a while and be at peace. But when it comes back, the blood will fly. It was he was kicking my ass and uh, it, I was it just, just too it just good ended at up it. One side, it just ended up one side. It just kept on being him. No, I got my licks in. I got, I got him to read Homunculus, another favorite of mine, which uh, oof. I know, I know at a certain point we both agreed it got weird. It did, no, but, no, but now, now talk about, like, actually your favorites. You like the dark... You and I have very contrasting tastes. <laughs> and I that's love right. this. And that's why things like Mobile Rancho Chabot are so fucking great. Because we can just... We, we introduce each other to things we would never otherwise look at. And we enjoy together. Yeah, um, for example, I still really like and intend to read... When there's a little bit more, and I, ha I have just a little bit more time. The the one with the little green hair girl, a really wholesome one. You like really Yatsubatu. wholesome. Yatsubato. Yatsubato. That is yes. one of my all-time favorites. I'll get into more detail about that, but I should mention, new chapter just dropped over the holidays, motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, I, I, you know, I can believe it. They are hinting at, they are alluding, they are foreshadowing that Yatsuba is going to get a Christmas tree. This is a game breaker, folks. We are heading into the Christmas arc. Oh, it's going to be intense. <laughs> and I like things like Welcome to the NHK, or Gantz, I guess, is another favorite of mine, which I never got to give you on Manga Rochambeau, sadly. You'll get a chance someday soon. But yeah, someday. but basically, you like, the, you like the pulpy stories. Is the I, best I way like, to describe your taste? Yes, yes, that, that is a good way. Chainsaw Man. I, I, I got you into Chainsaw Man, for example. Oh, I love Chainsaw Man. Yeah, I, I love the dark, the gory, uh, sometimes controversial, but only in terms of, like, an entertainment sort of, uh, angle, I suppose. Such as, say, Gantz, for example. You know, very, yes. like, you know, interesting, controversial things in there. But, yeah, pulpy, most definitely. Have you read one sec? I'm looking up right now. Um... I think it's called Die Dark. Host, host keeps bringing up his manga called Die. That Dark. is by the person, the woman, I believe, Doro wrote Doro Hedoro. That's right. Um, I tried to get into it, but I, I wasn't super feeling it. Um, I felt like it didn't have as strong a start as say Doro Hedoro did. Um, how do you feel about that one though? I really like Doro Hedoro, but I fell off at one point when it sort of changed perspective on who we were concentrating on uh for it was it was interesting but i i simply was not won over by the new characters that we were following for a while it is still in my my tabs and i i, I simply have not found the will to go back yet i i got about i, I want to say i got quite far and i think i literally was halfway um from the end essentially but Dorohodoro is super good. Die Dark, I only read the... It was still new at the time, 
when I when I was reading Die Dark, so I'm absolutely certain because I have a lot of confidence in that author and their ability to write and, and the art that um, I'm sure they are going crazy places with Die Dark. Otherwise, uh, now, does that now, does the, the thing, the manga you like, does that now carry over to the anime that you like? Um, I watched a few episodes of Doro Hedoro. Um, is, is that what you mean in, in, in regards to well, that? Well, I question? mean, like, just like now, like, you've, you've named quite a few examples of your favorite uh, manga. What is your favorite anime? Because I, 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 w- I would attest that your anime tastes are a little bit more different now. That is actually very true. I would say that is mostly because uh, a lot of Sinan is... It usually gets kind of messed up in the anime industry, I feel. Take, take for example, uh, Berserk. Berserk, one of, like, arguably one of the greatest manga to ever come out. Um, never had Never had a good anime... Um, but you are, you are actually very right, because... Golden Age I guess Arc contrasting, had a good anime. Yeah, Golden, Golden Age Arc was a good anime, but I, w- I was actually having this conversation with a friend of mine, also a very big Berserk fan, uh, at work even. Um, we were talking about the fact that Golden Age Arc is really good, uh, the original 90s one, but obviously if we were to like, if that were to come out now and everything, it would be like held back by the, uh, limitations of, of, of the time and everything. Um, and... No, no, but I, I would have to say you are absolutely right. One of my favorite new anime is Ranking Kings. That is some goat stuff. Absolutely love it. But it's got this very um, cute, soft style with a lot of the characters. But then there's yeah. like, you know, these, these implications and um, this illusion or eluding to darker things but never yep. really and, getting and, and that's my taste it. in anime altogether ranking of kings you and i mutually adore this show it's brand mm. new only 12 episodes in right now and it's all we already both agree this is the greatest of all timer oh for sure i'm elated that we probably have another 12 episodes to go i was thinking 13 episodes that's probably all we're gonna get now we, we might have 24 I'm so I know. goddamn Isn't happy. That, yeah, and that right there is how you get Greatest of All Timers. This is not a seasonal fad anime. This one's going all the fucking way, baby. It's not even doing a, a second core. It's just right away. There it is. Holy shit. Yes. Oh my gosh, and the new OP's going hard. So, so goddamn hard. Like, I, I love first opening. Got on YouTube music, listen oh, to Oh yeah, it. the first OP's a bop. Mm-hmm. Super nice. This one though, oh, war arc, baby. It's good. It, like, it, it's serious. I'm like, whoa, what's this jump? Honestly, I have never been so happy that I, I actually don't read the manga to Ranking Kings. I had, I, 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 I was immediately interested in Ranking Kings the instant that trailer came out. Came out. You remember? I was literally like, this is my goddamn aesthetic in anime. Goddamn, this looks amazing. I'm so glad I didn't read the manga out of excitement because I'm genuinely like, what's gonna happen next? Holy crap! There's so many moving parts. Um, you've described it very much to uh, uh, like a, a soft Game of Thrones. And yeah, I when it was agree good. With that. Oh yeah, when it was good. Okay, as you said, a lot of moving parts, just in concert with each other, just a beautiful melody of an anime. The only thing I would actually have to say... The story just flows, man. The the only thing that I would have to say maybe comes off as a negative is uh, 
perhaps the fact that it really does try very hard, but it succeeds in me being convinced of it, sure. But one too many characters maybe always have um, a good motive in some way, even though they have previously been, maybe we could argue if it's a perspective thing from Boichi's point of view or something like that, uh, Boji's point of view. I, I keep saying Boichi whenever I say it, and that's the Dr. Stone author. But you could say it's from, like, Boji's point of view to some degree uh, with certain characters, but then it turns out, no, they have nothing but the warmest, softest emotions for Boji. Um, but upon a second rewatch, I was like, no, it, it's frustration, really. That's, like, the main thing, like, that makes these characters, like, act the way they do around Boji. I would call it, they're, they're, like, basically, like, their emotional charge, as I would call it, is very cyclical. It's mm. not a waveform. It's a, it's a circle that keeps spinning. You go from loving to hating to loving to hating constantly, mm. and it's, it gives you a little bit of whiplash. I think the best I think the best example I can give is Appius, the Spearman, mm. who starts off being cold to Boji. Then you find out that he's secretly a supporter. Then he starts colluding with the evil fucking I don't want to spoil too much, even though this is definitely a spoiler zone. Um he starts colluding with the bad guys. And then he never goes back, and I'm like, wait, wait, what part of this is going to help Boji? I don't understand. I believe with Apis, he is he is sort of a blind follower to the will of King well, Boss. I, 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 he, see, he seems to be settling on the mirror. He seems to be settling on the mirror, which mm. is fine. But you were introduced with Boji. Another, a better example would actually be... Uh, Who's the who's the really hot fucking uh, Dave Patel looking snake fucking rogue? Ah, oh, it's I literally heard his name the other day because I was rewatching it. I was rewatching the dub actually uh, with an end that'll probably be uh, heard a lot during this. But um, Jack, you know Jack. Jacks, yep. But oh uh, <laughs> yeah, that 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 guy. I think he's the best example where Bebin. he goes from being a Bebin Bebin. Okay. Bevin. He goes from being a full-on hater to being a full-on supporter to being, oh, I didn't really care. And it's like, he, he's the guy who really goes in circles. See, and it's like, it at some point, you do gotta settle, or you gotta make good on your purpose. And I feel like there's only one character who's ever truly done this 210% satisfactory, and it's, um... Who's the guy we said that you'd be perfect in playing? Boji's teacher in the underworld? I know, I know. Um, there's so many characters. I'm, I, I'm. So, I don't know why I'm blanking on these names, but there's so many characters. Despa's brother. Despa. I know. I think he is Despa. Is it? Is it? He is Despa. Yes. 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 It is. Yes. Prince Despa. Despa. Despa's, <laughs> Prince. He Despa. is amazing. Yeah. He never does a circle. He has the ebb and flow of a waveform. Mm. And he and he and he keeps his intentions pretty much. The same since the beginning. He's motivated by money and in vanity. I was literally thinking about this at work, and I was like, "Oh my God, Despa's my favorite." Yeah, he's my favorite too because he is. He his motivations are very. Everyone else is like, has like a million fucking layers of motivations, which is great for the story. But twelve episodes in, we're getting a little bit frustrated that we haven't really settled in yet. Like this is our only criticism for the for the show. Despa has always been Despa. 
He's always been very vain. He's always been very pompous, but he's also been very kind. He's mm. never, he's never hidden his kindness. Never. He immediately, he meets Bochi and goes, I don't know if I can help you, but I'm going to do my best because you gave me money and because you're <laughs> really cute. <laughs> See, I like Bevan. Upon a rewatch, I like Bevan because... Bevan's the one who stood out even the first. The, yes, yes, exactly. Because he... Although it was very clear that he does not have any love for Boji, he does not make any attempt to let his emotions or anything get in the way of his work. He still talks to Boji as if he is a Yeah, prince. if there's one consistency with Bevan... He has his objective. He has his objective. He is professional as yes. fuck. Yep. That so is I like Bevin, him basically. too. The one mm -hmm. who confuses me and ticks me off the most is King Boss. He mm. is too cryptic. Nothing he does makes sense. It, between him and the mirror, there seems to be a lot of missing dialogue. They're not even like retroactively like revealing their plans. It feels like these two do not communicate at all. Or they do, but they cut the scenes and we don't get to see. And it to, to its detriment. He's the one that is legitimately frustrating. Hmm. I, I understand that I can't lot. keep up um, with these guys. And I don't understand why they let the queen just run around after what went down. I just, I, like I said, they are no, too cryptic. No, you're absolutely right. They are too <laughs> I cryptic. wonder that too. He, he literally planned a coup the coup didn't work, and he went, "Oh, they don't even—they don't even get his reaction to it. Life just moves on." And I'm like, mm. "We are missing a lot here." Like, I love the pacing of this series, but sometimes it's a little too tight. I get the impression We're losing that things for now. Boss, everything is a test that he is creating for yes. these people. Yes. So it is a case of. If this doesn't work out, then if anything, wonderful. I have the right people behind me. It's it's like in the backstory of Bevan, where he, he I believe, uh, he he goes up against Bose or something, and and Bose is initially interested by Bevan's kindness towards um a certain formerly three-headed snake, but it only has two heads now, and um. He just, like, swats him away like a fly. And then he's like, this guy didn't die. Yeah, you're going to be a captain. <laughs> you didn't die when I swatted you like the bug you are. You're, you're going to be a captain and, like, you know, defend my son. I or something feel like, like that's that. our end game. I feel like this demon he made a deal with is the end boss. I feel like everything we've done up to this point is a fucking test in preparation. Ivan, I promise you, that demon is going to have a backstory. I was watching on the way home before this podcast. I rewatched that opening. Oh, I don't like fucking doubt. Everything in this fucking series has a backstory. That's mm -hmm. why it's so fucking good and also it frustrating. Hmm. Because I, I, I was thinking about this, and and you, you as um, you know, you're you're very familiar with writing. You're good at writing, and you know all the stuff is. Having so many flashbacks, a good thing. Would you I get write a story with, with this many flashbacks? Flashbacks are important. It's because you don't want to reveal too much too soon. I think the be I think if there's one story in, our, in that's currently running in our modern entertainment fucking cycle, 
um, I think One Piece does flashbacks the best. Like, across all media. I admittedly do get excited for a good One Piece flashback. Flashbacks are context. That's what they are. When a character's being a dick, and then, and you don't want them to soften up too soon, and you're like, but the audience is, but your audience, like, because the audience is soft. The ma mainstream audiences are soft. They have a very low threshold for, for characters who are a little too harsh. You, you'll notice in One Piece specifically, the harshest characters get the best flashbacks. They really do. Senior Pink? I'm going to say, uh, Traff Law. <laughs> most notably. There, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, so you got it, and you got it, and you don't you don't want to soften up that character too soon. So how do you do it without betraying their characterization, their 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 present characterization? You show their past. What made them the way they are today? It is important, but at some point, when your entire series is flashbacks, your main plot suddenly becomes the immediate res. And I do not like in media res. In media, in media res is when you reveal things too soon. It's more like you're actually going, you're showing the future. And the purpose, and when media res is done right, it's as a, it's used as dramatic irony. The audience knows something that the characters, when we finally go back to the present, do not know. But if you don't do in media res right, then you take away the stakes. What I'm fearing of Osama ranking is the fact that there are so many flashbacks. The flashbacks are starting to look like the present, and the our, the present we we are supposed to be invested in is looking look like lo looking like that future, where it's like I'm lo I'm losing I'm kind of I'm losing the stakes right now. Like for example, the snake. I would feel more bad for the snake if I didn't realize the snake already survived. Of course. Yeah, it's 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 very it, this this story really treads a line, but I think so far it's doing just fine. Hmm. Agreed. Again, because of the fact that we talk about it this way, and and I think this was a good primer, guys. This is the show that we fucking adore, and look how much holes we just poked into it. Now imagine how we talk about your average favorite, like My Hero Academia. Um. So that's a major thing about this podcast. We talk about My Hero Academia weekly, is what we do. And we like to tear it apart, because we love it, but we see a lot of problems with it. Unlike, unlike Osama Ranking, uh, My Hero Academia is far from perfect. But I want to just put a pin in that, because I do want to get back on track of our favorite manga and anime. I think this is a good segue for me. Where, I, where you start with your manga and your anime, I'm going to go from my anime to my manga. My anime is very similar to your taste. I like the cute, colorful, well-animated. I like, I like squ Squash and Stretch. I like Mob Psycho 100. I like Ranking of Kings. Odd Taxi. Kaguya-sama mm. Love is War. Um, but then we want to get even further, deeper in my dives. I like the, the, the 97 Berserk. I like Violet Evergarden. I like Neon Genesis Evangelion and the Rebuilds. Um, one of my all-time favorites, Hajime no Ippo, the fighting. I can, I, I, the list goes on with me. But more importantly, segueing into my favorite manga, I am utterly shonen trash. I love shonen. I love to read it. 
I love to fantasize about it, I like to write it, and I like to criticize it a lot. Hence this podcast is more dubious ambitions. But uh, going into the manga, besides Shonen, I also really like Slice of Life. I, Val likes pulpy, violent, darker stories. He likes that adrenaline rush there. I need stories to relax to. I, my, my second favorite of all time is Yatsubato. Which is, if you don't know, you should know. Yatsubato is like the most beloved slice of life manga ever created. It's just, it's so charming and funny. People who are learning to read and write Japanese always pick this manga as their, as, as, as almost like homework to teach them. It's just, this thing is beloved in so many respects. I just, I think it's perfect. I think, I think it has the, as I made a joke about the, the Christmas arc earlier, Yatsubato, even though it's a slice, it's a very chill slice of life manga, it has the pacing and the structure of a shonen secretly. To the extent that it makes jokes about it. And I love that. Um, all my other favorites. Uh, I love Chainsaw Man. Even though I don't like the pulpy. If you do it right. I will adore it. Um, Chainsaw Man is great. I like Golden Kamui. I love Vidlin Saga. That's more of a seinen. More than a shonen. Um, I love Spike's Family. Dr. Stone. But my all time favorite. And it definitely gets into a group of favorites. I love the works of Naoki Urasawa, most notably Pluto, which is a dark reimagining of Astro Boy. That's told through That was another one I showed you. Yeah. Exactly. Through the conceit of a of a murder mystery. And in the framing, the structure of one. Uh, that is my all-time favorite. Uh, uh, by a long shot. By miles. That that one story there does everything that I like in a story. Even though it's a little bit darker than my usual tastes, it's just so freaking good. Funnily enough, I actually very recently started 20th Century Boys, and I will definitely get back to you on how that is. I have only read the first quarter of 21st Century Boys, and I need to finish it because I 21st was... 21st little... Century Boys? 21st. Whatever the original is. Maybe it's 20th. Uh, yes, yes, the original is, I, I believe, 21st Centuries is actually... The sequel? A sequel, yeah. Okay, so it's 20th Century then. Whichever is the mm. first one, I got a quarter of the way through, wasn't raptured, but I got really busy, and I lost. I, got, I fell off, and I really need to get back on there. But um, what are we currently reading, Val? Besides My Hero Academia, obviously we're also reading Vigilantes, more on that later in the show... Um, I'm reading actively Dr. Stone and mm -hmm. Blue Period. Otherwise, my favorites, as I talked about on Saturday Jump, they canceled Boys Run the Riots and Red Hood Hunters Guild. And I bemoaned that. Please watch those episodes of Sad Jump if you want to get a good feel of what this show is about. Where it's me screaming at Shonen Jump about them canceling the shit that's actually good. What are you currently reading right now, Valley? Actively currently reading. I am actively currently reading One Piece, as I have been for like freaking years. Same. I'm same. <laughs> I should have mentioned that too. One Piece, of course. Yeah. A, Me and Val are both in agreement that One Piece is across media, not even anime manga. It's the greatest story ever told in this century. 
It may not be the greatest manga. It may not be the best anime. It's definitely not the best anime. It's an okay anime, but it's a mm. great manga. But most importantly, it is the greatest story of the century. Maybe all mm. time. We shall see. History, humanity needs to end at some point, and then we can judge that. We'll still be here. <laughs> to judge. I am currently, though, reading One Piece, My Hero Academia, as I have also been doing since it initially came out. I was one of those guys who, like, Naruto ended, My Hero came out, and I was like, yo, this is goat shit. This is gonna be goat shit. Greatest of all time. And in recent years, yes, it has disappointed me. And then now it's kind of like goat shit, but it's yeah. tasty goat shit. <laughs> it's buttery. We call we call my academia the popcorn manga. It's popcorn mm. entertainment. It's not. We wish it would challenge the reader, but it doesn't. And I feel like Horikoshi wants to, but his editors in Shonen Jump just get in the way. I'm also reading 20th Century Boys, and and and, and of course. Vigilantes, as we're about to talk about. I, I admittedly have not had the time to read very much manga. I, I have literally taken up 20th Century Boys because there's periods on the job where there's... On, on my laboring job where there's very little to do. And I just spend the time reading some manga or shooting the shit with my buddy who uh, got a job there as well. Um... So that's what I'm reading right now, but I do very much intend to read Jujutsu Kaisen, Chainsaw Man, yeah. when it starts back up again this year. Oh my god, we are going to watch the hell. Yeah, audience, get ready, because we are we are going to be digging into Chainsaw Man when that anime comes out. We both read it. I've reread like, the last half of it recently. Oh, mm -hmm. gosh. And admittedly, I, I haven't found much else that I'm super interested in reading. I, I was actually going through a manga site the other day, picking things out that I wanted to read, and I, I found one, but it was a bit too generic. It, it wasn't even worth mentioning, really. I thought I'd try something new, and I was very disappointed, to be honest. Um, but I'm not going to slander it right now, unless, like, we decide to talk about other things at some point. Um... I'm really not reading much right now. I've been more into anime lately. I've been going back and watching um, a lot of 90s things, like um, Tenshi Muyo is actually one. You've heard of Tenshi Muyo, haven't you, Ivan? I don't know why it's not ringing a bell to me right now. Oh, it, it's it's kind of an early harem anime. I caught glimpses of on Toonami once in a while, and I always thought like the main girl was super cute and hot and had an amazing voice. Um... Her voice actress does not come to mind right now, but goddamn, she did a great job in that. Um, and I really enjoyed it, but sadly it's an OVA that carries has carried on for years and years and years, and the episodes can be like 40 minutes to an hour long, and some of them are really mid. Really, really mid. And as it turns out, I only needed to watch like the first six episodes... So I'm okay with that, and I stopped there. Um, besides that, I intend very fully to get into a lot of new manga anime this year. That is actually one of the things I am superintending on doing. I, I, I so. need to as well. I, I'm, I'm Goals are definitely to get back to more active reading. What happened over the holiday, I think the past month of December, um, 
One Piece took over. I finally decided to sit down and take One Piece seriously, as I should have. And I got all the way through the English dub. Up through the beginning of, or middle of, Zoo. Hmm. So that's where I'm at. I thought it was going to be Zoe. I was thought it would be pronounced Zoe. It probably is Zoe. I just think Zoo because I think it's a pun. Because they're all animals. No, no, no. That, that, that's totally something Oda would do. Is the thing. Yeah, that, that that's why I call it Zoo. Because <laughs> I, I I think the English dub calls it Zoe, but I, I I say Zoo because I'm like I feel like that's the pun. Um, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, I am of the sound mind. I now that I'm that far, I am on the cusp of. I I can't make this assertion yet until I get through Whole Cake Island and Wano, because I know I I've heard that is a revitalization. Because I'm kind of with you, Val, where I'm kind of like, Water 7 and Ennis Lobby is like the peak. And we've mm. never gotten there even close since. Most definitely. I completely, we literally said this, you literally said, yeah, I am totally on board with you. Seriously. I'm I, so I, happy. I, I take, I, I take I, it all the way to Marine. I, me personally, I, I include all the way through Marineford. I, th- I think Water 7 through Marineford is peak. But objectively, I agree when people say Ennis Lobby is the height of the series. Mm. And 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 now I and, and it feels like there's been some meandering since. I feel... Then again, I am watching the anime where the pacing since Ennis Lobby really get everyone warned me it gets bad. Mm. But I didn't listen. But man, it gets really bad. Those five minute recaps treating you well? Uh those oh I skipped those. Hmm. But I know, I know what you mean when there's only like 10 minutes, if even that, of new content. Look, I'm watching... The things that pissed me off about the Endeavor Agency arc in Season 5 of My Hero Academia is on full-on display here in One Piece's anime, where mm-hmm. there's like not even 10 minutes of new content, and it's embarrassing. Yeah, no, Toei, Toei very very much um, dropped the ball on One Piece, I feel, after a certain point. It's one of the reasons why... Even, when it, even during its height, honestly... The the One Piece anime has always been I don't want to say mid, it's good it's okay by virtue of its mu- the the soundtrack is iconic, the voice acting is iconic, but those actions see I know people have been like sakugaling the hell out of the Wano arc on Twitter, mm, they have but really but really is there a piece of animation in the original run of One Piece the 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 peak let's say that's actually impressive even for its time. Not really. One wait, Luffy, Luffy punching the celestial dragon Charlos. Yeah, everyone brings that. Yeah, okay, everyone brings this one up, which I go. I hate to say, but my Hero Academia did way better. I know those are different times. No, most definitely. But we have we have very much perfected that technology. Um, one piece, one. Uh, let's not give one piece. So let's not give my Hero Academia too much credit. One Punch Man perfected that shot. True. Um, that type of shot, the, the the sketchy line shot punch, um, the crocodile fight. Yeah, crocodile fight was pretty based. Um, very. But yeah, but no, but 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 holistically, considering how many episodes they are, even if stretched thin, one piece of animation is not very impressive. Now the manga art, mm, ah, mwah, ooh, it looks good in still frames. Like it, it, I would describe one piece like. It's anime and manga holistically the way I would describe Megalobox, 
where people are like, oh my god, it looks so good. I'm like, it looks so good as a screensaver. Like, individual frames look good, but in motion, it's kind of mid. Mm. It doesn't move that well. When it does move, it traces over Hajime no Ippo. That was, that was very much one of the things Poorly. that turned me off of Megalobox. Because you and I were really excited for that when it came out in... I love... By, by the way, I love, I love Season 2. I love Season... Have you watched Season 2? I have not. Watch Season 2. Much better story. Season 1 is just... Exists by virtue of its art style. Oh my god, it looks so good. I'm like, no, no, it doesn't. I mean, it looks so good. It doesn't move too good. It's not animated very well. It's no Hajime no Ippo. And the, and the story and the story is literally, um, I'm, a, I'm a lone dog. See that dog on the street? That's a metaphor for me. I'm a dead dog on the street. And then the whole, like, the whole crux of the fights is Joe gets the shit beat out of him. And he goes, hey, Joe, you're getting the shit kicked out. He smiles and then he wins. And it's like, God, Hajime no Ippo was just so ahead of its time. Where it's like, oh my god, put a fucking nerd in the boxing ring and watch him just fucking math his way to victory. I love that. Ivan, I, I might very well, you, you'll be happy to hear this, I might very well start a rewatch of Hajime no Ippo or Ooh, read, the manga from the, you, read the manga from the beginning. Now, me read the manga from the beginning. I've tried that. Nah, nah, it's tough. I can barely keep up with the manga now. I can imagine. That's what I was thinking. I was, I was thinking oh, about spoilers, it. Spoilers, you know heart. what's happening in the manga right now? Um, just want to guess. No, just guess what's happening in the the Ippo manga right now. We've had this conversation before, several times. I think I heard a while ago. The last thing that you mentioned, I think, even though he shouldn't be, even though he's retired, he's added some upward motion to the Dempsey role. I think that was the last thing you mentioned to me. Um. So here's 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 how like the past like five, maybe six years now. Wait, wait. Let me really just say, going? has Takamura's eye? done anything yet <laughs> see it's funny that you mentioned that so this is this is a, it's cyclical with Ippo it's Takamura gets in a fight he does he, he gets a championship belt I think he's got like 20 of them now what? even though the goal was to get six he gets a belt people mention his eye <sighs> is his right eye blind I gotta check no it seems fine then they all look at Ippo and Takamura goes to Ippo and goes are you gonna fucking unretire yet Ippo nah I'm happy I'm happy being retired. He proceeds to train and wear weights and do better. And everyone looks at like him and not goes, oh, really man, be still happy. He, 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 he might be even better than he is now. Then Takamura gets into a championship belt fight. They talk about his eye. Everyone looks at Ippo. Nah, I'm good. I think Ippo might be even better than he is now. Takamura gets in a fight. People talk about his eye. Hey, Ippo, want to get back to fight? Nah, I'm good. Man, I think he's still got I mean, he might be better than before. Then Takamura gets into another fight. And 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 about ten times in between, uh, the coach um dies. Except he doesn't. What? He just gets uh, really sick and uh. he's and, and they talk about he's at the end of his life. But it's been like ten years and he's still alive and he's still coaching. I hear Oh, and then Takamura gets another fight, a championship but fight, and then Ipo still got it somehow. That that's Hajime no Ippo right now. It's infuriating. I I am under the impression that George Morikawa, the motherfucking man, refuses to end this series until One Piece ends first. <laughs> I think he's playing chicken right now. <laughs> I think he's being petty. I think he's being freaking petty right now. He wants the he he wants the distinction of the world's longest running manga. He's close. 
Neither of them have it. It's something else. I forgot what it is. It's a really old story, but they are oh, getting very... it's the oh. one about the policeman. Yeah. Isn't it? The one about the yeah, policeman. But, but both like Oda, Oda and Murakawa to... are getting very close to the longest running all time. And I, I, I feel like Murakawa will keep spinning his wheels until Oda blinks first. Whereas Oda doesn't give a crap. Oda has lived the dream. Oda's been writing the same story. Oda's writing his... Is One Piece the first serialization he ever got? Like, literally, like his previous works were just the pilot from One Piece. No, he did other things. For example, you know Thriller Bark? You know the samurai yeah. in Thriller Bark that uh, Zoro got the cool sword off of? Yeah. He had a one-shot. He's actually a character from an old Oda one-shot. He is the man... Yeah, I, I, but again, dragon. I think those were one One Piece pilots. They weren't. It, it wasn't. It, it was an. It was a different story. But um, I could have sworn he did a western and he did a samurai one, and they were literally the, the One Piece characters were literally in it. He also and then he, basically and then he made Death them. Note. He also basically made Death Note before Death Note. Okay, so that's the one I missed then. Cause I, I could have sworn that One Piece was his first serialization. Like he just got it right the. He didn't get it right the first time, but like the right the first serialization, he got it right. It's definitely maybe his first series. You 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 are probably right. He was young. He was young when One Piece started. He was like early twenties. Yeah, 20s. I believe One Piece was a bit of he a. He was right in there. I believe it was indeed very much a. You want to get into it? And, and then that was just the first one that he actually got into a series. He made Wanted. God's present for the future, Ikiyako. Why? I, I, wanted. Wanted is definitely mm, the one. Um, monsters, which I believe is where the samurai came from, and then he okay. made the two versions. He made two pilots of Romance Dawn, which yeah. is One Piece. And yeah, uh, there you go. There, there it is. But I know Wanted. Wanted was the progenitor, and then Romance Dawn was the pilot. There we mm. go. We're getting it now. That's right. That's right. But um, yeah, okay. So you got a few. You got a few more one shots than I thought on his belt. But still, but in terms of series, yeah, he got it right in the first series. I I do believe like it, it's it's quite funny as well. Oda has like said before that uh, he intended to become a mangaka because he didn't think it would be that much work. <laughs> and he's, yeah, and that's he what has, I love about the guy. Yeah, and it's like he's like simultaneously like this is the greatest thing that like I I have ever done and will ever do, but at the same time I'm so goddamn tired, but I can't stop. Like he loves what he does, but it, oh it he so oh tiring. he does. I wonder you, you you wouldn't make it that far as he has. I lay awake at night some days. I lay awake at night, Ivan. I wonder when he's done with One Piece, will he like keep on doing stuff, or is he just like. You, I squeezed every drop of my soul into this. I'm done. I've made my money. I'm afraid he's gonna. I'm afraid he's gonna freaking die. I'm afraid like he's gonna like have withdrawal. Like he's gonna quit, and after a month, his health is gonna like decline because he's just not in it anymore. Like his body got used to a certain like cycle. Mm -hmm. That shit. That no. That shit legitimately scary. Oh no, I, I know. I I am like like not even joking. I am afraid that Odin's going to die when One Piece is done. <laughs> Let me kill Mister the uh, frontman for Motorhead. Do you know Motorhead? Very famous no. band, heavy metal. Well, uh, I know it, the band Motorhead, but yeah, not in any other grave detail. No. Yeah, yeah, big English band. Um, he died in 2015, but he was actually told by doctors. I believe he took speed. 
maybe cocaine, he's a rock star, he, he was probably on everything, who knows, and his doctor advised him not to stop taking speed, otherwise it would very well kill him. Well, he wean it off, like, don't quit That kind of turkey. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It yes, because like, he can. Hmm. Precisely. So th that's what you just remind me of, where it's like your body gets used to these cycles and everything like that. Yeah. And it could, but that's no, exactly let's say he doesn't die. I think he disappears. I don't think we hear from him again. I think he lives off those royalty checks. I think the man just... Earns a break after 20 he just, fucking he, years. He buys a pirate ship and sails off to the sunset. And he has manga delivered to him by seagulls. And he just <laughs> lives out in the ocean. And he just enjoys his life and has a very happy, well-deserved rest of his life. For sure. But that's the thing. One Piece is such a wide story that must come from so many places, like, you know, creatively. Like, he's changing settings. He's, he's got, like, we're going from, like, you know, these great vast desert countries to... Islands literally made out of cake and stuff. Yeah, like like you're like you think like if he did another story, it would take place in the world of One Piece, but it's just gonna be in a very concentrated setting. Yeah, it, honestly, I would agree with that. I, I I think that's what if if he wants to write another story, I feel like that's what he has to do. I would be very happy if he did carry on making manga after One Piece. I I wouldn't blame him if he's oh, like who, I retire. Oh, who I'm wouldn't done. Want more Oda? But. I would be so interested to see him, like, explore other avenues of creativity and, like, a, a new to thing. To do it again, start over? Oh, Exactly, and, and just do his thing for something smaller, smaller scale. I want Oda to have something more small scale after One Focused. Piece. And, and I agree, too. Something more intimate, I agree mm -hmm, with that, too. I want, I mean, after Fujimoto, um, Don't Look Back right? and stuff like that. I want Oda to do one-shots. You'll be very upset to know. I, I, I still haven't read it. I haven't read it. I'm, I'm, I, I was waiting for people. You I was wait, wait, me. I do this a lot, and you know I do this a lot. Whenever something gets a lot of hype, I, I tend to go about my business, and I wait for that hype to die down. Because I did it with Parasite. Oh, which, I, I don't know about you. I think Parasite, the Maxim, is a really good anime. A really well-paced, good-ass anime. And I am... I'm glad I waited so long because I was spoiled rotten when that first came out. Everyone was talking about it. So that's what I usually do with things that have a lot of hype behind them when I hear about them. And you know that. <laughs> but I will read it soon. I may very well read it over the weekend. As I do genuinely want to chill out read manga and practice for a certain something that I'm not telling anyone nor you but I'm super excited for you'll find out eventually yep alright so we're getting towards the top of the hour right now um wanna do our weekly My Hero Academia discussion Hell. and by weekly My Hero discussion I mean we're just not gonna talk about the mainline series this week because as we said during Saturday Jump for the past couple weeks Literally nothing is happening. Nothing that we didn't already know. Pretty much. I I, I was very disappointed with the newest chapter. I wasn't disappointed. I'm just like, yeah, cool. I love Hatsume. She's based. But we need to move forward because you just announced that the series is ending in a one year's year. time. Which I say bull crap. No, no way. 
No way. We'll have that discussion next week. Next week, let's focus on the ending of My Hero Academia. That'll be next week's topic. Because there's a lot we can talk about in regards to that. Um, but this week, let's just focus on what's really important. And that's My Hero Academia Vigilantes. We talked about spinning its wheels and nothing really happening. But basically for the past couple weeks, while nothing's been really happening in My Hero Academia, for the past like half year, My Hero Academia Vigilantes has been in the middle of a huge, long, extended fight sequence. And we are now finally entering the climax of that fight sequence. Was it worth it? Yes. yes. Based on 116, worth it. Okay, so here's what happens in episode. So now that we are no longer a live show, we no longer have a visual component. We now need to like give like overviews of what happened and be a little bit more descriptive of what's going on. So let's kind of summarize what's going on here. So in the previous chapter, Koichi has been trapped in a parking structure as the villain the final villain he's fighting six has taken on his giant kaiju energy beast form and he's now destroying the parking structure with koichi completely injured and near death inside he's trying to buy time for all might's arrival but it's gonna be too late koichi either is going to die or he's gonna fight and in chapter 116 he goes deep into his mind into basically the afterlife with with knuckle duster knuckle duster it, it, it's alluding to the fact that he's dead and i do hope that's the case because knuckle duster definitely needs to die he is a product of another time he is a man who's done a lot of irredeemable things if we talk about the issues with vigilantes he's the poster child of problematic vigilantism hmm that being said, he is the motherfucking man. He is the best mentor in the entire My Hero franchise. All Might tosses and turns at night. He cannot sleep knowing that Knuckle Duster is a better mentor to Koichi than All Might is to Deku. This chapter 116 just had me in tears, man. He seemingly dies and, Ko and he just meets Koichi in an unconscious state. And he just talks, and they're just they're just walking together. He's got his hands in his pockets, and they're just talking and reminiscing together. And Koichi's like, "Oh man, I must be dying," and and, and Knuckles is like, "Yeah, someone's dying," and it's just really <laughs> sad, but really heartfelt as they're both kind of crossing paths while one is just on the verge of dying, but is going to Koichi's going to live on. He will. He'll get past this. All right. He's going to make it, but they're kind of crossing paths. As Koichi's crawling out of death, Knuckle Duster is walking towards death. They're, they're, they're crossing paths, they're meeting, they're talking for the last time. And they're just talking about the relationship. They're talking about how fast Koichi's come. And of course, during this, Koichi gets another power-up. Because of course he does. Because while Deku just gets handed a new, distinctly different quirk, Koichi expounds and builds upon the one quirk that he has and how he adapts it and he seems to have unlocked a way to move his completely broken better <laughs> apparently all his bones yeah. are broken but he can use his repulsion to now lift his body up 
Right. I I am admittedly I I'm skimming <laughs> over these chapters. This series is so dumb. I love it. It's dumb in the best ways. I'm skimming over these chapters as you speak, and I just want to say, if you look at page fourteen to fifteen, holy shit! Why is Knuckle Duster's face? Why is his smile so goddamn so nice? Again. It's genuine. Remember I talked about like in the making of My Hero Academia or My Hero Alternative, uh, My Hero mm -hmm. Abridged or My Alternative. I talked about how I mm -hmm. saw the manga and the anime first, like the images of All Might first, and decided his characterization based on that. That smile is so fake. And we know it is. We, we learn in the series, later in the mm -hmm. series, that it's true. He is a, All Might is a genuinely nice, charismatic guy. But that smile hides a lot it's 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 a it's it's a marketing smile it holds a society apart he has to smile knuckle duster doesn't have to smile mm. but knuckle duster smiles and he's got the creepiest fucking smile in the series he is he is a parody of all might he is a criticism of all might and this moment here is the final final nail in all might's coffin where we get the first time Knuckle Duster smiles, and it's not creepy. It's very warm. It's very fatherly. Oh, malicious. It's it's beautiful, and uh, and even and even look at Koichi. Koichi has such a wonderful design. That face too. There's a very distinct. We've talked. We've had our criticisms of the style of the style of the series. And it's only because of the fact that we're more accustomed to Horikoshi style, so this feels a little off. But once you kind of adjust to it, you kind of really love how soft it is. I, I actually must say the evolution of this style from the first chapters where I like you, as you've just said, we we obviously had to get used it's to more a Western, lack of Horikoshi's designs. Mm. But the evolution and, and the improvements on this art have been leaps and freaking bounds honestly. he has gotten better i i've been i've been combing through the old chapters and going here it has really improved it has come of its own it it lacked distinction to start and now you tell me i know this artist this art artistic style now I'm like, oh that's the vigilantes guy Let's, i i um, hope i i hope i i want this artist because um it's I mean, a different I mean, writer. And the writer. It's, artist, it's an artist and writer team. Give these two their own series on Jump Plus. Screw the main magazine because the main magazine gives us Doloran Doloran, and I hate that. Give these guys a Jump Plus serialization right now. They earned it, all right? Oh, my No, they gosh. have. They really have. It. Like I said, it's, it's some really great entertainment. The art is really popping and like you said, like his face, his design, really lends these silly expressions, like on 16 to 17, where as Knuckle Duster so, no, 16, is 16, to him, he gives that creepy smile again. But even this does, one yeah. is still very warm, though, because now he's like, let's go pound some villains. And it's great. But Koichi's face is how our face initially was when we first meet him, though. <laughs> Going forward, these guys will take the stage. Cause man, does it feel good to pound some villains. The face, the and, and Koichi's expressions. The uh, uh. oh my god, this I think this is one of the best panels in the entire series. Man, I'm gonna make this like I've got that new fucking uh, Samsung Flip Z. This is a wallpaper, ain't it, man? Yeah, no, no, no. On, on the front, you can change. There is a front screen. You see. That, that I adore, that I can just 
click without opening the phone or anything like that, and I can get the time, I can get notifications and all that, I can even have it GIFs as my background on it, on the clock. This is gonna be a clock background that I'm gonna, like, put in the 15 other clock backgrounds that appear whenever I turn on the phone. Yep. Oh, but no, like, I'm looking at this frame right now. Um, hey guys, this is available on Jump Plus right now, or viz.com. Although, I think when these pie- I mean, on YouTube, this will be up to date, because this will arrive on YouTube on Monday, but I think we're actually gonna be, like, I think we're gonna be kinda archive- We're gonna be grouping up, saving a few episodes before we go on the podcasting platforms. Mm -hmm. So, in that case, I mean, buy this. Guys, you should be buying this series. This is- this- this is- this is a- this is one for your collection. I, I actually I, you, intend. I, you, I you, you gotta- I, I'm too- the covers are awesome on the volumes. I was collecting My Hero Academia for uh, a few years as it was coming out, and I, I stopped around volume, I want to say 20. It was when the overhaul arc was coming out, may maybe earlier than 20. Um, and for, and I, 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 it, we've talked about this. You feel very ambivalent towards the main My Hero Academia series lately, and I feel somewhat the same way. I still adore it. I need to be clear. I love it. I, I love it. I love it. Mm. But... It can be frustrating because I love it so much and I want it to be better and I and I don't believe I guess just because how how I know about the writing and editing process I feel like Horikoshi is stifled a lot and it frustrates me. I think you and I both believe that the people who actually love things the most are the most critical of them. Yes, for sure. But I actually fully intend on buying my hero vigilantes even if I don't have the mainline series. Yeah, I want to collect it too. My issue with the with the the volumes of My Hero Academia, as I mentioned during my my obituary for Boys Run the Right, is My Hero Academia's localization is a joke. It is. It takes way too long. It takes way too long, and they always end up with errors and crap. And it's like, what are we? And and they they hardly ever offer any extras with it. It's like I already read this online. What more are you gonna give me with this? Besides uh, a sketch of Mirko, which is probably worth the right price of admission, I'll be honest. <laughs> but besides that, besides a, I mean, Horikoshi's volume covers are pretty solid, but Vigilantes has been putting them to shame. The art is really good on those volume covers. I have an important question. What is the difference between a furry and your average Mirko appreciator? People are not attracted to Mirko's ears or her tail. They're attracted to her muscles. Bullshit! Those are human- those are human muscles. No, you're a liar! Bullshit is no one attracted to those ears or feet. You have too oh, no, much no, no, faith no, no, in no, humanity. No, 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 the furries- the furries are attracted to the ears and feet. You're, you- you- you asked me about the difference between furries. I did, and, I did, and you're no not And I'm telling you right now, as someone who is not a furry, I'm attracted to that freaking dark-skinned angel, alright? <laughs> she is beautiful. She is strong and she is tall and she is dark and I love her. All right? That is that is what we love and she's got my favorite trope, the red eyes. Uh that is that is me. The ears, I I don't I barely even notice the ears and the feet. Red eyes are super cool. I'm I just at the mention of red eyes, I'm hoping in the anime cuz the war arc's happening next uh next uh when it's coming out this year, isn't it? The work, the anime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fall. Fall this year. Fall this year. I hope, now that you've mentioned Red Eyes, I've always loved 
it's that effect on the eyes where like it traces their eyes as they move. It happens to Fuhrer Bradley. It happens with my favorite monster of Monster Hunter. I think it's also yours, the Naga Cougar. You remember that one? The leopard with like the beak. Oh, and uh, Monster Hunter, yeah. Yeah, that's my we favorite. We need to get back Mark. to that. We gotta get. Pa we need to get back to that game sometime. But yeah, I'm, well, I'm actually... I, 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 it's too late. I deleted it. I I, I deleted it the, the, the day before they announced the new summer expansion, and I'm Damn. like, come on, I'm not <laughs> buying it. I'm sorry. Ah, <laughs> but um, I I'm already hoping that when she does appear in the anime and everything, they they totally have to do that effect for her. They gotta like, do her they, justice. They need to do her justice because she that's her does moment. actually have one of the best like fights yeah and before and before we move on uh on the mirko discussion because i know some people are gonna get mad about how i just described mirko because mm. some, someone will find some fault even though i, I meant it very lovingly i well, do love those qualities she is I meant dark it, skinned yeah yeah and i love it but i know that just by saying that that's gonna piss someone off my biggest crush in the series is endeavor so checkmate flat <laughs> I am, I we am, even my, 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 and if any character, one character in this series is my type, it's Endeavor, so, <laughs> get checkmate, um, so, <laughs> I, I'm down, uh, I'm, I, back I on the topic of vigilantes, so, go back to the part where we kind of derailed on him unlocking a new power, he unlocks Crawler Knuckle Style, where he gets, his repulsors become brass knuckles, well, they're light knuckles now. And it's for an amazing punch. And they look badass. It actually looks so freaking cool. The way they gleam the stars across his knuckles as he emerges from the aftermath of the destruction of the car park he's in looks really freaking good. Oh, uh, I mean that the the the, 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 the the knuckle style is an, is a great great panel. Another great panel. Mm. All time great. Um, so then, the issue that literally just came out today, 117, now they do that thing, the, the one thing I criticize this series for, is they really stretch and prolong things. Like the fact that now he just had that moment with Knuckle Duster, and immediately, Knuckle Duster keeps talking to him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, we had the moment, stop! Now I you're know, just, now I, you're, I, now I, you're I, diluting, you're I, diluting the moment now. I knew you were going there, I didn't say anything because of that. Now you're diluting it. Stop. It's funny, though. I, I have to say, I, that being said, I do like this. I think this mm. is very funny. I had a big old smirk on my... I can't say I, I hate it. I had a big smirk on my face. Especially when Pop shows up as well. And Pop goes, Koichi, murder is wrong. And Koichi goes, I, but I love you, Pop. And she goes, okay, just a little bit of murder is a treat, Koichi. <laughs> my beloved. Also, she might be dying, too. She won't die. It's a shonen. They kill the love hunters. I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't mind if either of them, if both of these people died. Oh, I, I you know me, I, I'd love it if they died. Mm. Like the these moments right here, like I love. Finale. I'm I'm doubtful, as you know. I I am always open to it, but I'm doubtful. I am genuinely doubtful. I I read an interesting comment where um. I guess we should summarize uh, what's going on. You want me to take this one? I'll try and summarize what's going on here. Do it. Okay. Do it. So, you won't. Pop is in the hospital. She is uh, suddenly convulsing, having a seizure as she has been put into a coma from a very traumatic experience happened earlier in the manga. I won't go into that because we're talking about 117. 
as uh, this happens, Koichi is empowered with Knuckle Style as number six is madly trying to crush him. And Koichi isn't like suddenly a badass all of a sudden. No, he's Koichi. He's not suddenly like, oh, I got this power. He's like, oh my God, I'm about to get crushed as he is slipping and sliding, dashing away as best he can, holding his broken bones together with his power. And as Ivan mentioned, Knuckle Duster once again appears, giving him the point of that, although this giant kaiju form of sixes is made of energy and cannot really be hurt, the son of a bitch is right at the top. That's his real body right there. And admittedly, the way that I actually um interpreted this is that Koichi is trying to muster up the courage to really do this, and he knows these people so well because they're all such close friends and his mentor, that he can literally like just tell himself this is exactly what they'd say and it works as suddenly um when knuckle duster leans in and tell him koichi you got to accept it it's kill or be killed but then pop appears no way murder's bad what are you doing and he he hesitates it even distracts him as he's still running through the streets away and he contemplates this with himself if this monster gets out of this, out of his neighborhood, there are no heroes right now. Loads of people are going to die. He cannot stand by and do nothing. And I think, the, and, and the fact is, he has the power to do this now. And what did Koichi say at the very beginning of the manga? What do heroes do, Ivan? They do what they can. Yes. Pop initially is like, no, it's fucking bad. Like, you know, you can't kill this guy. Or why won't you kill this guy? He's like, because I don't want you to hate me. I never want you to hate me. Sending our love interest, you know, into a fluster. And she's like, Baka! God damn it! Go ahead, as you said, kill him. Do it, Koichi. Feed the bloodlust within. As she does what Pop does best. She skips up into the moonlight with a very beautiful shot of her ass of knuckle duck because <laughs> <laughs> they Dude, do they do now the moon Page shine 12 in the night and another the... old timer right here but what's interesting about this shot is that start how you finish literally this series opens on them all falling from the sky very true that's a very astute observation and i and i love i love that i love that um I love that uh, foil. As it, as Pop confesses, she will always love him. As Six brings down the fist one last time, with the intent to kill, we get an amazing shot of Koichi throwing a punch, very reminiscent of a Deku shot, I feel. I think when Deku was like doing one of his big punches. Yeah, with, uh, of one of many smashes that should have ended his career ages ago. You freaking posted this shot. I'm sad you did because this is an amazing shot. Get it done, hero. As he lets out an explosive punch that rips through the kaiju form of six. And that is where the chapter ends. I really Not freaking through the head, though. He Not through the like, head. Basically... Knuckle Duster mentions that the only way you're going to beat him is that you use that punch on the head, and he won't do it. So this right here is like, he, he's going he's gonna to reform you, like, oh, that's it, haha. Ha. And we'll find out Koichi's big plan. Mm. 
as we, that's what I love about Koichi. He does always, actually, he doesn't always have the big plan. No, he doesn't have a plan, he wings it. He wings the fuck out of it. He wings it. And I think that's what I love about Koichi in contrast to Midoriya, who, because Midoriya's always been, like, you know, displayed as this very astute, observant person, like, you know, it was done very well in the early days with his fight against Bakugo. The man, the guy that bullied him for so long always throws a left punch first. I believe that was right. I think it's left. And that was one of the things that stood out to me most. But Koichi, he doesn't know how to fight. He's not that big into, like, you know, heroes and their stuff. Like, he loves All Might. He's got all of his, like, hoodies. But yeah, he's always riding by the seat of his pants and just doing it as best he can. And that's what makes him so goddamn lovable to me. But what are your thoughts on this chapter, Ivan? Amazing. The six, 116 and 117 have been incredible. This is, this is, uh, we talk about My Hero Spinning, I'm sure that, like I said, we have a year left of the mainline series. I'm sure Horikoshi's saving his best for last. They're gonna, he, I, I have no doubt he's gonna blow our minds. It's just, can he sustain? Because right now, this, we are right at the very end right now. Hmm. This is like, this is ending on a high note right now. Uh, how, the only way this series is gonna disappoint me is if Pop doesn't die and Koichi doesn't wind up with husband wife. Mm. <laughs> Detective girl. Koichi just deserves to lay back and let his bountiful, big-breasted. He's got. He has. He has to go. When this is, if they, if they're not going to show him in the mainline series, they got to put this kid in witness protection and they got to send him to the states. It's the only way you're going to be able to satisfy me in terms of his lack of presence in the mainline series at this point. Right. Because there's no way he'd be in Japan letting this shit slide. Hell no. The world needs the crawl he's right care, now. The he's world carrying needs the Hero Society right now in these chapters. Why wouldn't he be doing this in the mainline Screw series? Screw Vigilante Deku. I want the crawler back. I'll feel safe the when crawler. the crawler's on the streets. Give me the crawler! And I'll never call him the hauler. I call him sometimes as a treat. <laughs> but yeah, I completely agree. 116 and 117 have been freaking amazing. Like Bangers. Absolutely. I... I am ecstatic. I am so excited for 118. I, I'm looking forward to ending off this series. Because, like, in the few months, um... It's gonna feel good. I'm gonna be sad, but it's gonna feel good. Like, I, like I'm at the point... Right now, my hero, as always, continues to, to concern me. As I'm feeling right now with Vigilantes, on the cusp. It's about to freaking end. And I just feel on cloud nine about it. I'm like, oh my gosh. This is ending on such a high note. This is awesome. Mm. It really is. It, it's one of the, it's 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 interesting. Uh, I I think there's always a lot of uh, mixed feelings about a story. Everyone likes ending. Uh, yeah. Let, let let's use Bleach as an example. A story which um may very well get a, a very good revival. I'm very much on shaky ground about it based on the reveal trailer. I I hope none of that is like finalized or anything like that. Glow. A lot of people say it looks nice. I think it looks very still. Very much like they're just completely copying from manga panels and things. Not much else added because manga always needs something added to it. It's why we always say that Bones do such a great job in translating Horikoshi's work and adding to things like fights and scenes. Like, you know, uh, at least I, I think we've spoken about this before is the point. Um, But I just feel really good about Vigilante's ending. It's been a really good run. In the past few months, Ivan, uh, since we've started this uh, podcast, um, those of you returning from Saturday Jump who know, we binged 
the whole series uh, over a few weeks, and we had a major blast. There were low points. We both agreed. But I just feel so good about this. Hideyuki, Hideyuki Furuhashi, I believe is how you say his name, and Betancourt, that is the writer and artist, have done such a great job on this. I never knew I would enjoy a spin-off series to, frankly, a good manga. A good manga. A this good manga. manga with a great spin-off. Yes. I never there imagined are, There that. are limits to what makes a spin-off great, but it is being great. Nonetheless. Just watch out if you release it in anime, because Ivan will literally drop My Hero Academia for it. I will drop My Hero Academia Bridged in a heartbeat I to know, do Vigilante. I know you would. And I would get on my knees and do a lot of begging do it. if I, mean, I could is, get into that dub. This is the that Sam operates on. Sam, Sam calls dibs, and I have to give him roles. So, like, if you want to call dibs on someone right now, do it. Oh, I mean an official dub. I would get on my knees to be in an official dub of Vigilantes. Oh, yeah. Screw the abridging. Go with the big boy I game. don't even know who I'd be. I I would want to be uh the flying man. His name eludes me right now, like many names Wait, do. Captain Celebrity? I would want to be Captain Celebrity. That's who oh, I want to be. Oh, hell yeah! Captain Celebrity based, dude. Captain Celebrity is so goddamn based. Fuck, I love him and his tiny wife. Oh, his tiny, his tiny boss wife. His girl boss wife. <laughs> so good. And he just wants to make happy, but he's too much of an idiot to do it right. Genuinely one of the most touching and biggest highlights of the goddamn series for me, Captain Celebrity. <laughs> I love the fact that he chose her because he's like... I gotta make. I, my life's mission is to make this woman smile. God damn it! He brought me around. That's a One Piece flashback right there. Let's we'll this is, podcast really? full circle. That's a One Piece. I want to talk about how you you recontextualize a character without changing their personality mid game. You give him a flashback like Captain Celebrities, where he's a he is he, he even admits that he's a jackass, but he goes, "I just like to. I'm a people pleaser." I my motivation is to make people like me and this is the only person in my life who makes me work harder to be like to like I I to, to be liked by this woman I have to be my very best I trip and I stumble but she does not abandon me as long as I keep trying to do better and that's the flashback and you go back to the present and you go, yeah, that's the same guy. <laughs> we just got and didn't have this context yet. Right. That is a good flashback. That is a great flashback. Oh my gosh. I, I just freaking love, I love vigilantes. Gotta buy that shit. Support it. These two yep, definitely. Same. Everyone, you should buy it. We love it. I'm, I'm glad we did like an, an abridged version of our, our extended vigilantes discussion. If you guys want a more detailed uh, look uh, of our discussion of our, of our thoughts on vigilantes there's a couple episodes on our second youtube channel joyride plus anywhere we put our links wherever podcast platforms this ends up even on youtube wherever you find the description of the links that is where you will find the links joyride plus among the other things you should definitely be looking at on our channel um i think this is the right time to sign off val i would agree um good first episode of our reboot eh 
I think that, I think this was one of our best. I think I think this was like one of our best episodes. It is the first. I honestly just I just have a good time hanging out with you, man. It's all downhill from here. But yeah, I love hanging out with you too, bro. We don't have an outro. But now, how do we sign off? I was gonna we have, say we have an official narrator lady. So how about she do it? Hell yeah, let her do it. Just fade me out as I keep on talking. A bunch of bullshit. Today I ate Rice Krispies and bacon yeah, sandwich. Yeah, fade us out. Oh, you ate rice. Oh, that's so cool. Oh, that's so hot. It's so based. <laughs> Mind the gap as you exit our podcast safely. Rebuild of Joycast is hosted by Ivan Leroy and Valentine Stokes. Leroy's written and directed works can be found on the Joyride Entertainment YouTube channel and the soon-to-be-released original web manga, Paramedic. Val's dulcet tones can be heard in many of your favorite anime and web series, such as Ruby, Death Battle, Dragon Goes House Hunting, Lackadaisy Cats, and more. This episode was edited by Stina Carey, with YouTube version edited by Cody Rock. Music provided by Lo-Fi Geek. Intro and outro narration by Stina Carey. Outro music composed by Michael Payovich. Logo and visuals designed by Ivan Leroy. Rebuild of Joycast is produced by Joyride Entertainment and Rock Voice Productions, LLC, and made possible thanks to Patreon donations from generous listeners like you. This month's highest-tiered Patreon producers are Mr. Host, Austin, and Gooner Bear. If you would like your name shouted out at the end of each podcast, an invite to our private Discord to interact with fans, cast, and crew, or early access to all of our content, be sure to check out Joyride Entertainment's Patreon. Links provided in the description. Thank you for keeping Joyride's engine burning.